should I start? Should I go? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Script wise, okay, great. Yeah, let's oh do God. the script. Wow. Let's try it. We're doing it. Okay, uh, great. Okay, wow. I feel like I should arrange my hips differently, but okay, great. That's just for me. Welcome to every moment of my life. <laughs> yeah. This is social cues. Where we go on a sometimes deep, always painful dive into the questions, why did I do that? Or why did you do that? Or what the fuck are we all doing anyway? I'm Mary Fitzsimmons. And I'm Nikki Palumbo. I did that without reading. Oh, <laughs> we are here to explore, discuss, and overthink every single thing we've ever done, seen, said, etc. Felt great. Easy. Yeah. Nikki, what's up? What's going on? Tell me everything. Don't leave anything out. Okay. If that's impossible, we'll be here for 800 hours because that is how I love to storytell. <laughs> I recently had this conversation with myself where I was like, oh, the reason I say every detail is because I don't know what's important to my listener. Sure. So I'm like, I'll let you pick and choose. Yeah. So here's everything I know. <laughs> Which I feel like in some way, like that's part of the context when people say like, with neurodivergence, there's like an empathy problem. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, the empathy is more that like, I want you to have everything you need. Yeah. It's yeah. less that I don't know how you feel. It's more just like, here, I want you to be fully cared for in this story and have all the information. Absolutely. It's an abundance of empathy problem. Yes. I'm like, I actually have too much and I have no room <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> But like, what do you need? 100%. Absolutely. Um, I will anticipate it. And if I guess wrong, we can talk about it. <laughs> Okay, let's start a thing where I will just, anytime you start sharing too much information, I will just say bored in a way that will fully dysregulate you. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Nobody's actually ever tried that before. They just interrupt me and then I am left wondering for hours, what happened? (laughs) And this way you'll just know, oh, they were bored. Okay. Yeah. Or I spiral forever and I'm like, it's so weird. Every time I talk, somebody starts talking as well. What's this? What is the odds? Friendship forever. Um, okay. okay yeah. What's up? What's Just going on? Um, what's going on? Okay. So, uh, Sam, my partner is out of town. Yes. I say that like you don't know her intimately. Um, <laughs> and so every time she goes away, I feel like I need to be adopted. Yeah. What are the pain points happening? What's going Um, on? Literally nothing. I'm just like, oh, I have all of this time. Sure. I spend so much time with her. Surely I'm going to need to fill that time with like other people. And that's never true. I really (laughs) enjoy being alone. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, so we actually did like I did a pretty good like balance of like me time and um, foster care. (laughs) Love it. Love Uh, it. This weekend. Who were your adoptive parents this weekend? Um, Erin and Rachel. Great. Um, they came over for like a blip on Friday night while Sam was still here and packing. Um, and so we were that like, is so cozy, that kind of friendship. Yes. Where you can have a friend over and you're packing. That yes. is intimacy. However, Sam didn't uh, indicate that there would be packing happening until they got over. Um, so then she was like, hi, I'm just going to like start packing, but like literally doesn't change the vibe. And it absolutely changed the vibe. And then they <laughs> stayed for like another half hour and they were like, all right, we're going to go. Sure. Yeah, we're, I could go to sleep in like a half hour. And I was like, they left and I was like, okay, so I think what happened there was. <laughs> Replay. <laughs> um, 
I was then just hanging out with them and they felt like they were intruding and you were busy. And she was like, no, I said, no worries. I was like, "Mm -hmm, but sometimes no worries is code for big worries. Go away. Right. Right. (laughs) Truly, when I say no worries, I mean all of the worries. Yes. So I understand how they could. I do think we need to bring back dorm room culture where you're just like sitting on someone's bed as they do the things they need to do. Absolutely. However, if someone does that to me, we're back to all the worries. Like, no, right. thank you. And please, like, I actually you should actually be expelled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to report you to the dean. <laughs> I'll come up yes. with a reason. <laughs> this is the like constant tug and pull of adulthood for me is that like I constantly want alone time and boundaries in my own like quiet. But then I also want someone to intrude upon my life and be infinitely interested in anything that I'm doing, even if it's running an errand. Sure. Like I love, I need things planned. Yep. Um, I can sometimes muster the energy to be spontaneous. Yes. But I weirdly need like some lead time. Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Give me 20 minutes to wrap my head around it. (laughs) Yeah, I need a lot of transition time because I also need time to when I'm first invited or told something is going to be happening, I need at least five to 10 minutes to rail against that and be furious yes. that someone's telling me what to do. <laughs> Give me a minute to be really angry that something has changed. Yes. <laughs> that is my own thing. It actually has nothing to do with you, but like this is yep. how my brain works. I'm actually really pissed <laughs> that the plans have changed. But that's just because now my expectations are wrong and I'm disappointed yes. in just like a, kind of a general sense. <laughs> yep. I just have like general disappointment. Yes. Yes reporting for duty um (laughs) terrible um but yeah it's like give me like a minute to like be like a 13 year old like rebel where I'm like I actually (laughs) I can't imagine anything lamer I'll never say these words that's just what's going through (laughs) my little um teleprompter in the sky my Mm -hmm. brain Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then yeah it'll seem like I have a massive mood disorder when I'm like actually that does sound really fun let's do it (laughs) yes absolutely like I just need to ride the wave of that because I think it before I knew this about myself it used to be that I would just say no to everything and then feel lonely and sad and very upset and I have since learned that like if I literally take two breaths I will be fine. <laughs> Isn't breathing crazy? It's so annoying how much it works. Okay. It's so annoying. The first time I realized that if I could just breathe through like body feelings, it would like change my life. It was like 2020. I was in North Carolina and plans had changed and I was feeling so overwhelmed that I was like, okay. I actually think something different is happening and I'm not just like upset that the plans have changed. So I Googled like how to self-soothe or like self-regulate. And I patted myself on the back because I was like, how did I get here by myself? Yeah, truly that's actually huge to even be able to get to that stage. Yeah. And it was like breathing exercises came up and I did a like the, what is it? Four, four, six, two or something like that. Yep, yep, That's not right. No, I think that's like a soccer formation. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like a tactical soccer like structure. Oh my god. There is one that's like four 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 four, which it's okay. like a box. Great. Maybe but then that... I don't know. There's somewhere you're like breathe in and then hold it and then release and it like increases and in... anyway. I support what Google said. Okay. 
great. As I'm like, oh, I think I gave you the end of my social security number. Um, <laughs> that's why it sounds familiar. <laughs> I furiously try your pin number. You're like, whose birthday is that? I'm like, fuck, I know. Do you ever get numbers stuck in your head? Because the other day I just yeah. was like 9157, 9157. And like had, it was hell. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was like, okay, that's most of the numbers of my ATM pin. Is that true? Yeah. Oh my god. Gotta change it now. Insane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, beep it out, beep it out. I that is when I really think we're in a simulation is when I just start reciting. (laughs) I'm like, something's going wrong. You're like, oh no, I'm in like the inspect element of the matrix (laughs) and I can see the code and I don't know what any of these numbers do. I hope that it's the one where it makes it like slanted and bold and kind of glittery pretty okay you know? cool. i'm going back to the like tumblr uh when you could really get in the weeds of and when i say tumblr i actually mean <laughs> zega because i was never cool enough to be on tumblr so <laughs> okay i literally just i love how deep we've w- woven um and it's perfect and i wouldn't change even a second yeah. um i just was talking to somebody at sam's book launch about like the de-evolution of like blogs and i was like i wasn't cool enough to have a myspace yep tell people who i think my top friends are (laughs) never (laughs) too vulnerable of course and how can you pick i had three and i wasn't (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to say you have generosity (laughs) no one of my top eight was a fake profile i made so incredible That's okay weird. i love that yeah. we'll dig into that person um we'll have to know who that was that's so revealing i love that um yeah wasn't cool enough to have a myspace didn't have enough of like an internal like sense of self to have sure. a live journal sure like that felt like a place where like you really like dug into who you were and i was like i don't know i'm whoever like anybody else wants me to be i think yep but also wasn't conscious of that. But I just, I was like, what would I even say? Did have a Tumblr, was thrilled when I had 100 followers. 100's great. And I was like, how did you get here? Because those you know were organic followers. Maybe. Maybe? I don't know. Was it like a, was it dedicated to like a teen fandom? So they were, no. they just found you? No, it was just <laughs> me. It was just like me doing little jokes or Aww. I think some of them were like longer, like, written things because i was like well i should write more i really do like it yeah and i was like i'll start a tumblr (laughs) i mean a really great outlet sure how long did you keep it up i think it still lives somewhere wow legacy but like i stopped updating it in like 2014 2015 sure so still pretty recent i was like this is where i share stuff (laughs) wow that part okay when you were talking about live journal and the like I am only the reflection of others. I mm. think I was actually thinking about that this morning regarding this podcast that we are now launching into the world and birthing um, like the proud parents we are. Our baby. I do still feel so segmented. Even in my adult life, I have mm. like family mare. I have work mare who's a therapist. I have friend mare. Sure. And it's so interesting to like, I think that that's such a similar reflection to the live journal thing of just being like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And everyone is now invited to see who that is. And I cannot control the narrative of that. And that, sure. I mean, I can do a certain extent, but like yes. I'm opening up the floodgates and 
how do I live with the discomfort of being seen is one thing we will be exploring <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, that's kind of like the season by season arc of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And we're not going to solve her in one episode. No, 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 no. She's a recurring character. Yes, <laughs> she's the big bad. <laughs> yeah. I relate to that in that I'm like, I don't know how to show up as like one person in different contexts. Yes. Like that is like something I'm practicing. Yeah. Like I have a job brag. Um, and this is like the most I've shown up at a job and I'm like, maybe you're not supposed to do this actually. Yeah. <laughs> is it does it burn you out or like what happens? No, what it, it doesn't like? necessarily burn me out, but it, it's like I can tell people are very surprised to be like, oh, you're saying that in like a work context. Nothing like scandalous or whatever. Sure. But just like the truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. I have experiences of that, but then it just has not ended up well for me, sure. usually. Like once I start pointing out the flaws of the system, it's kind of like, okay, I think we're I think we're good here. <laughs> okay, well, you're actually an incredibly squeaky wheel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And I think I have a hard time understanding work culture and how mm -hmm. that differs at different companies it feels like everybody's doing pretend yes and i'm like why are you saying the words you're saying yep it's just the two of us in this meeting just tell me what you're trying to tell me it's infuriating the way they're just saying circle back and you're like what you mean just shoot me a message later yeah yeah what do you mean you want to talk about this offline i live <laughs> in a computer <laughs> I yeah. literally have no other way of contacting you. Yeah. It has to be online, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's insane. And also, I think there was like the tech startup culture that I was in for a long time that mm -hmm. I know you are also in now. I think there's also this casual that I almost like wish we could go back to like Mr. Walters, my boss. Like <laughs> there's almost part of me that really loved the obviously yes. not the sexism and racism of the past, sure. but the like clear defined I go to work and I am a professional and I kind of keep things segmented because mm -hmm. I think the like casualness of the workplace today is so is such a minefield for someone that really likes to understand what my role is like mm -hmm. just being a manager but then also trying to be like girly pop where besties could <laughs> never figure it out really did harm because I was trying to figure that yes. out I feel like I've seen so many TikToks of like, and here's what a millennial manager is like. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, I don't think, I think none of us should have this job, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. Get rid of the hierarchies. We're going, yeah, we're going back to tending to the Just earth together. tell me who mom is and I'll try to make her happy. <laughs> I know how to do that job. Was born into it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely real. Um, Gorgeous. Okay. Yeah. So you're home alone. I'm home alone. Wow. Yeah. And Huge. I feel, I do identify as like a Kevin McAllister type, a little rambunctious, sure. a little. <laughs> well, I'm seeing all these paint cans and like nails sticking out behind you and it kind of seems like you're forming some sort of trap. <laughs> yeah. So I did make new friends. They're called the Wet Bandits. <laughs> I do think there is a they're, dead body behind you. It's they're two somewhere. old men who actually we have a lot in common. <laughs> the way that movie is so violent Oh, I yeah. cannot like big watch time. it. Yeah. I can only watch the first 10 and last 10 minutes of the movie, which is just, I got left at home and then my mom came and, and got my me. My family's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You're like, oh, and it's a beautiful Christmas play. Yeah, that's a Christmas myth I could get behind. Yeah. But everything in the middle is just like the most intense Foley I've ever heard. This sensory experience is true hell. It's yeah. really just like bags of chips crunching into the microphone <laughs> on the loudest setting. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. I guess we could just drop a bunch of nails someplace. Should Ugh. we try that? And it's like, Terrible. no, please don't. Terrible. <laughs> I'd rather be home alone. And there it is. <laughs> Nikki. Wow. No, we've come full circle. What's up with you? <laughs> you answer. Yeah. Okay. So I just went to Palm Springs for the first time. I actually went to Palm Springs when I was a child, but okay, I do so not remember it. Like scratch my first <laughs> sentence from the record. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, I but you do... don't remember it. Okay. So right. it doesn't count. Actually. I think I was truly, I did not come into my body until I was around 11 or 12. So okay. I kind of don't count anything from my childhood. And yeah, that's probably complex trauma, but we actually love her. <laughs> I like to think that my <laughs> I like to think that my soul was just like, yeah, I'm going to get to it eventually. <laughs> right. I'll go to the body on earth okay, eventually. I, I love it like a procrastinating soul. <laughs> like cuz I relate. I'm like I know I have to be somewhere at this time and then that time has now passed actually. <laughs> Okay, so now what do I say? (laughs) Sorry, someone shit my shoes. I don't know. Like, just what's a good excuse that gets me out of this now? We really need to compile a book of excuses that you can just flip to. But they have to be, like, specific enough that... The the thing I always say, and this is probably terrible, (laughs) but you can have infinite uncles and they can all die. (laughs) Yeah. No one's going to question it. You're like, oh, my uncle died. And then if you use that excuse again, they're going to be like, again? And you're like, yeah, on my dad's side this time. No, different yeah. one. It's uh, it's the year of uncles. Cool for yeah. you. You only have one uncle. That's weird. <laughs> so which one of your parents is an only child? <laughs> yeah, really, you can have infinite. And then also with uncles, you can like tailor the relationship to be like, we were close, but not that close. You know, so then it doesn't sure. have this like lasting impact. Anyway, these are all fake uncles everyone no one's dying okay you're like anyway i gotta go my uncle just died my uncle just died (laughs) is that me hold for helicopter (laughs) that sounded like i was in the helicopter i was like oh that's why i'm wearing headphones i'm in a helicopter that makes sense yes and the way that whenever i think helicopter i think of a helicopter kind of going down on like jungle mountains okay like yes. from mighty joe young that's in the, the same image i just <laughs> pulled from my archives it works every time that really is that's when the brain stamped in helicopter yeah that's when we all communally collectively learned helicopter it was like a flash card of our life <laughs> yeah. that's so weird yeah bizarre um, okay, so I went to Palm Springs, which mm. actually can take us to our next segment if we want, or we can cut me saying this out. But um, I say it all stays in. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Palm Springs, desert, palm trees, uh-huh. kind of like 60s style architecture. Okay, this is the image I have as well because I've right. also never been, not even as a child and forgotten about it. Okay, perfect. It's a blank canvas here. So we're basically starting at the same place. Okay, great. So then my brain also said 
Viva Rock Vegas, the Flintstones Vegas movie. Okay, interesting. Why? So I just think that the combo of desert palm trees, 60s architecture made me be like, I want to watch that. (laughs) I love that on like, yes, the visual like slot machine. (laughs) The jackpot was Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Watching a movie ordering takeout, watching a movie on vacation, you have to schedule that in. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it because you have to feel so luxurious Mm -hmm. in the vacation that you can burn an evening. It's like, oh, no, we we have plenty of time. We can can burn this evening. Absolutely. So me and Michael, my partner, burned the evening by watching Viva, Rock Vegas, Flintstones, which I also need to ask you (sighs) – so, okay, this takes us to our segment okay, great. <laughs> of That Fucked Me Up, which is when we discuss a piece of media or even just a foundational personal memory from our mm-hmm. lives that haunts us or informed our personhood at a very fundamental time that we still carry with us to this day. Right. It's just in our code. Like, yes. 9157. 9157. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to mean something. Someone's going to yeah. reach out, out of our many listeners. I'm like, September 1st <laughs> in 1957. Yeah. Um, okay, so first of all, I need to ask you, have you seen this movie in your history? In my history, yes. Okay. But not recently at all. Sure. Right. Like, because who who would? (laughs) I mean, I haven't been to Palm Springs, so I haven't been inspired to watch it on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, When you think of the cast of this movie, Mm -hmm. who do you envision? Who do you think is actually? I know that there are people. Yes. But my brain can't fill in the faces without like using like the cartoon composite. (laughs) Okay. So I think this is wrong. Is Rosie O'Donnell in this movie? You, so you're correct in that she was in a live action Flintstones movie. Okay. But not the Vegas one. Okay. Then I have literally John Goodman. Yes. In the original. Yes. But still not this one. Yes, but this is what's so shocking okay. is this This feels like such a Mandela effect to me that I could have sworn that John Goodman, Rosie O'Donnell, what's his name, from um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Little Shop of Horrors. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yes. Who I think I am like an energetic doppelganger for. I could, I absolutely could see that. I think much. I... We recently rewatched Little Shop of Horrors, and I was like, oh, I feel like Rick Moranis. Like, this, nothing he's doing seems that crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do what you gotta do for love. Oh, man. <laughs> of Audrey 1 and Audrey 2. <laughs> oh, my God. That show is so good. Okay. Anyway, I bring this up because the Las Vegas is a fully different cast with like everybody everybody's fully different wrong it is really wrong like it feels but it's the same director but different cast anyway the the whole negotiations went so south truly yes and it like really yeah anyway but okay i'm coming back to (laughs) that fucked me up media wise yes so in the original so we watched viva rock vegas the miracle we have to watch the ogs like that was the good cast with john Mm -hmm. goodman at, at all and so we also watched that. We burned two evenings, if you can believe oh, it. Oh, different I fell evenings. Asleep both times. Okay. Yeah. Right. So Halle Berry plays a secretary to 
<laughs> Fred Flintstone who gets a promotion to be vice president of a company. It's all okay. a scam, but he doesn't know that. And right. Halle Berry essentially the whole time seduces him. And okay. which we will acknowledge the trope of a black woman being hypersexualized in a fully white cast. Sure. The 90s were putrid. Awful. <laughs> it made me realize like how I latched on so early to like what sexy looked like and meant. But like, okay, like truly the camp of her like crawling across mm. the desk and like draping her body <laughs> in front of him. Like I'm like, okay, so that's how you get a boyfriend. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. It just made me think about like how horny 90s movies mm -hmm. were for children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really made me start thinking about the way I was performing sexuality to other children on the playground. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Like, yes, that's crazy. In just because I'm like, this is how you grown up. <laughs> I'll stop saying nuts, wild and crazy. Um, yeah, that'll fuck you up. Where you're like. Oh, but I yeah. learned I learned him something that <laughs> my parents said was okay for me to see. Yeah. I learned this lesson. You can't control what I took away from the movie. <laughs> A little bit of popcorn yep. in my shirt and this really bad idea <laughs> of what it means yeah. to be like yeah. A woman. Yes. And I think, and even just like gen the other thing that's funny about the Flintstones is obviously it's a cartoon where gender roles were running rampant as they sure, still sure, are sure. today, but like, sure. For the boys sure. carry the girls uh, do hair up top. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way also the men are truly just rectangles, they're literally yeah. just rectangles and big rectangles. And the women are oh. like these hourglass fitness tiny goals. little like. <laughs> Truly. I've been trying to be a, a big square for a year now. <laughs> yeah. I guess in that way, I also do remember the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> These toxic body standards. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, obviously, I I'm, like marble. I'm pointing to a bigger conversation, of course, about like media and its impact on us and, and all that. And I don't even mean to get that deep with it other than just to say like for me personally, I remember like slinging my body around, like getting those mm -hmm. hips going mm -hmm. to emulate what I thought was desirable because I had such a high sensitivity to rejection and I was grasping sure. at anything to figure out like, how do I get someone to love me? <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And then it's like, well, here, the Flintstones has all the answers for you. <laughs> they seem happy. <laughs> Also, the way that no men suffer any consequences in that movie is wild, but I digress. What else is new? I, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. You really don't have to, but it no, is. No, I'll watch it. It's, it's, a, it's, a wild, it's a wild one. Gotta add it to my letterbox. <laughs> You're like, hey, Nikki, what's up? Uh, you listed it as your top four. <laughs> I'm like, I actually see nothing wrong with it. Oh, my God. Wild, wild <sighs> stuff. Yeah, that'll that'll really like get in your brain forever. Also, circling back, this has almost nothing to do with the point, but you said the like plot of the movie is he gets a promotion, but it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> is it a pyramid scheme? No, it's a Because that would make so much sense with the Flintstones. Oh, Nick, see this they need you in the writer's room. All right, I'll reboot it. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilled the strike is potentially ending and we're starting with yeah. this. Um, oh. I... <laughs> Gotta do the important work. I, the whole movie is actually about... 
This is also insane. First of all, it's like the most capitalism. Okay. Base well, sure. Movie I mean, ever. the '90s was like, no, no, no. We gotta like pump more capitalism. <laughs> you, you need to see that this is good. Pump it through the vents. We gotta get yeah. it in there. We gotta get it to the children. <laughs> yeah, tr- I mean, truly, like McDonald's, yeah, like, like the whole deal is in absolutely. There. And then, uh, but it's about embezzlement. <laughs> I'm like, this is a child okay. movie about capitalism and embezzlement and gender roles. Yeah, those. <laughs> that's the formula for a blockbuster, that's baby. So <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. Oh my god, I'm kind of like beside myself that Rosie O'Donnell isn't in this movie. She's in the first one. Yeah, but, but not Vegas. I know, yeah. not Vegas. She was like, "You're gonna fly me out or what?" <laughs> I know. Well, and you know what though? She actually does a voice of a weird little octopus in the Vegas one. I don't know what was okay. going on. She's like, "I'm available, but not for all." <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. What is your foundational moment that fucked you up? Sure, I would be happy to share what has fucked me up. Um, it. Speaking of like you like trying to figure out how to like get a boyfriend in like middle school is kind of when I like came online where I was like, oh, we're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. There's an assignment. It wasn't that I wanted one because knew I was gay from like as early, I think, as I could have. Um, And that is like, you know, been like fluid throughout as it is did you have feelings about that for yourself or was it just like this is just true that's a good question i think it was like both well this is just the truth and also like why is this the truth yeah it'd be so much easier if this wasn't the truth yeah totally i was like and then the next day i was like oh well yep (laughs) guess i'll keep that a secret for like 10 12 years sure yeah (laughs) just a casual decade (laughs) I think that's how long I could do it. <laughs> is that how long you waited to come out? Hard to know. Yeah. It depends on when like the absolute like inception point of like when I could have come out. Sure. To like when I felt more ready to come out and then when I finally had enough and had to come out. <laughs> sure. The waves. There of it were all. many different bookmarks. Yeah. In, yeah. Along the way. Yeah. Um, but like eighth. Seventh or eighth grade was like when everybody was like having a boyfriend and I feared more than anything else to be left out. Yeah. Well, going Uh, out in seventh and eighth grade and then I will let you speak. (laughs) No, it's actually regular if I don't. (laughs) Going out in seventh and eighth grade was like very akin to like medieval houses and bridging kingdoms. Like it was so political. It was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I observed. And I was like, okay, I feel ready to participate. <laughs> so, and how I did that was I saw which one of the boys in my class didn't have a girlfriend. Great. Actually, it was a really like, good strategy. Great. Yep. I was like, I guess um, that one. And then you have your friends do all of the negotiations. Yep. Of co- <laughs> yes, of course. You send out messengers. He and I did not speak until like it was, we were dating. It was so backwards. I was reading my uh, journals recently and when I was visiting home and there was a couple of days where I was like, I'm dating Eddie and Eddie and I blah, blah, blah. And then like four days later, I was like, so Ed didn't really know we were going out. <laughs> I feel like and I a think lot you could, of that. Yes. And I think you could say that about ev- like every two of the boyfriends I had in middle school. Sure. 
Yeah, because this first one, Philip, um, very sweet, huge now, like in like a all the muscles. Wow. Found all of the muscles, collected them on his journey, <laughs> and now he has all of them. Um, and so nice. So like I was drawn to something. I was like, that seems like a nice person, but yeah. also available. Um, yeah. We were incredibly different sizes in seventh grade. Like I was almost half a foot taller than him. Oh, wow. Okay, sure. Um, I mean, this might be why he felt the need to collect so many muscles. We got to have him on the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got to talk about it. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I hurt you <laughs> by having a growth spurt? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was on the basketball team. Um, um, yeah. So we went out for, I want to say not even three weeks, but in that three weeks, there was a school dance. Sure. Um, and I went to Catholic school. So first of all there were maybe 18 people in my like class wow total tiny so the fact that i was able to find one <laughs> solo boy was kind of a miracle that's almost small enough to only have like one emily and yet there were two nicoles <laughs> so i was nicole p which really sounds like a command <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate I was like, are you kidding? I was like, are all of our mothers basic? <laughs> Nicole was like such a like 80s, 90s name. Sure. I almost never meet anyone younger than me named Nicole. Yeah, you were kind of like the cutoff. Yeah. Anyway, that's my cross to bear. I will legally change it one of these days. Um, but yeah, we went to the, a school dance and we were like dancing very like stiff Frankenstein style. Sure. Um, we weren't to the grinding I, yet. We were to hands on not shoulders. Not at a Catholic school dance. Okay, sure, sure, sure. No, that was like heavily monitored. Yeah. Like the most we got was like uh, sometimes uh, they would invite, I think like kids through like the CCD program. Sure. To the dance as well. So they were from the public school. Just to kind of fill out the room. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, the most that was allowed there was some of the boys would like break dance in, in the middle of a circle. Ooh. And that was really cool. Of course. Yeah. Um, my first school dance, I thought it would be really funny if I pretended like the trash can was my date. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect joke. <laughs> yeah, that I was just a kind of joke. twirled it around. And then it did get... <laughs> stinky i think we would have been friends <laughs> i think it would have been inevitable or i would have been like that's a person i think i could get along with i'll never talk to them i think yeah <laughs> i think what would have probably actually happened is you would have looked at me a bit like they're doing too much <laughs> <laughs> which is a fair assessment <laughs> but that's only because i was so afraid of going out on a limb <laughs> stepping out out of line sure sure, sure in sure, any sure. way um that's so funny. I mean, I would have been better off taking a trash can <laughs> dance because what ended up happening was we were dancing and I saw one of the other boys in my class who was so sweet and he was just like standing like along the wall. Nobody had danced with him all night. And I was like, oh, that's really sad. So I said to my boyfriend, the biggest air quotes in the world. Well, to get all the muscles in, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can deal with this um, shame later. Um, I walked up to John and I was like, do you want to dance? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. Wow. And so then we danced. And then I was told by, I think everybody who could have told me after the dance, you don't do that. You don't leave the person you're dancing with to dance with somebody else. And I was like, 
well, he wasn't, he didn't, I had been dancing with Phil like a couple times. Sure. Nobody was dancing with John. I thought that would be nice. Yeah. You were bringing justice into the world. And that's the last time I'll ever be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And that fucked me up. I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. What do you think the impact of that experience had on you? I think I was just like, oh, I don't understand like what the rules are. Yeah. I was like, no, he's my boyfriend, but like, I know I don't really like him. (laughs) So that should be probably, everybody should probably know that. Yep. Like we're doing the fake thing. Like those two people, yeah, they're dating, but like they don't do anything. Yep. So we're all doing the same farce. Yes. This is why monogamy is always something that I fascinating. so well in any kind of like cishet culture around dating. I'm always like, Uh do you guys like this? Because it sounds like you all hate each other. Okay. Um, I just had 400 thoughts happen (laughs) all at the same time because yes, I think sometimes it can feel like you're like, all right, we're just doing this because we're supposed to. Right. Right. But I have largely found in like recent dating experiences, I'm like, oh, okay. I actually am just like showing up and like, this is a really supportive and like good romantic relationship. Interesting. Cool. Um, But I, oh, literally the other day I drove Sam and, her producer to the airport to like pick up a rental car. Yeah. And as we were driving, we saw a couple, a man and a woman walking with their bags, clearly got dropped off on like the wrong side of the airport or something. Hell. In like such a fight. Yep. And I was like, I think if you're fighting in that way, yep. you don't actually like each other. That feels true. And it's like, you don't have to be doing this. Wherever you're headed, you don't have to be going there together. <laughs> just the hatred and resentment. Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's such a sign of just like, this isn't going well, I don't think, yeah. for you. And I I will admit, airports, hospitals, there's probably a third example, are like the worst places to be where you're just like, malls sometimes. I was going to say like, mall. I was like, yeah, mall. where you're just like Ikea is kind of the like classic Yeah, I love Ikea, though. Yeah, I know. Because there are rules for how to proceed. (laughs) Yeah, but then don't you get furious when people don't follow them? Um, Sometimes. And then I just like, I'm like, well, I feel bad for them. They live in that room. (laughs) I'm so bossy. I'm like, I pride myself on being like this very empathetic person. But it's, again, that like first wave of rage when someone's not doing what I think they should be doing. (laughs) Yeah. Terrible. Breathing through it. Mm-hmm. I have that on the road a lot and then I really catch myself when yes. I'm like look at this idiot and I'm like I don't know what they're doing I actually don't know what's going on in their car they're just not operating how I expect them to and that's a me thing yep I have a social cue card for you for that <laughs> it's not this segment but okay I'll wait <laughs> I, but I will say that my say so my dad would get really angry on the road and he would just always say look at this clam bake <laughs> And it really helps. <laughs> okay. Because okay. it feels like you're shaming them, but also in a way that like is lighthearted. And it also okay. makes you think of whatever you could picture when you say clam bake in a way that diffuses the situation. So. Right. As like a clam bake is in charge of that vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that vehicle is being operated by a clam bake. Yeah. Um, that's a, that should be a bumper sticker you put on the bumper of like drivers you disagree with. <laughs> yeah. 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 This car is being operated by a steaming clam bake. That's so funny. Yeah. I have been trying to like learn from other drivers when I'm a passenger in their car, like how they react to like 
more erratic driving or just like like unpredictable driving or aggressive driving and we had an uber driver once who got like cut off by someone who was trying to make a left turn like in front of him and i was like that's insane and all he yelled was ah go have ice cream (laughs) wow wow i was like that's true monk in the marketplace i was gonna say you might be like up for canonization (laughs) as a state because that's all that came out of your mouth didn't even honk just yelled with the windows closed go have an ice cream Incredible. ice cream go have an ice cream um and then uh yeah we were recently driving through new New mexico and someone did something like a little like oop what are you doing (laughs) yeah you know there are other cars on the road yep um (laughs) and i think it was just like uh she yelled out something like um i hope you can live with yourself today (gasps) and i was like oh that's actually like really hard <laughs> scathe my skin feels burned just from hearing I hope that you story can live with yourself today oh my god i'm like i can barely do it any day <laughs> and now this i'll be thinking about forever it's like but also i guess thanks for hoping oh my god <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> i'm out here trying i recently learned that i don't have to get angry if i can't find parking that i can like choose to just be like Okay, I'll keep circling. Right. Um, I can't control this, so I guess I'll just no, keep No, that looking. doesn't seem right. I think the <laughs> further you get up a parking structure, the more the more you should be spiraling yeah. and just being like, why is everybody here at the same time? <laughs> it is infuriating to be like, and you didn't make space for me when I barely <laughs> take up any space in my life. Okay, well, I wouldn't do this to you, so I'll just have to consider that for the rest of my life. I do feel immense guilt if like there's someone behind me also trying to find parking and i take this like there is this part of me that's like i should just let them have it and i'm but you know i'm trying to work on that and be like no i deserve happiness (laughs) i would love to stop driving yeah absolutely (laughs) i have an errand to run i need to stop the car oh my god okay i also have to give a pitch i recently heard someone say the most gorgeous response to anything I've ever heard. And then we can also get into official social cues. But Okay, great. Okay, so I was being a little bad and I was kind of <laughs> gossiping a little. <laughs> and I was telling I think gossip is just sharing as much information as you have. Yeah. <laughs> and there we go. And then you decide what to do with that information. I wasn't saying it in in any kind of way. I'm just telling you what I know. I just have the data. <laughs> That's it. You asked. So I was telling the story of someone who recently is going through a breakup because of decisions they have made that I don't particularly agree with. Yeah, I was being judgmental. Yeah, I was. This person, it almost was as though the heavens shone down upon them when they responded with, well, rooting for happiness. Yeah, your face is correct. I was, I get chills. (laughs) Rooting for happiness. Like just a calm, like, there's a little oh. implied there of like a bless your heart kind of thing of like, mm-hmm. mm, but also so graceful. I sure, I really can't stop thinking about it. I, that will be locked away. That has become foundational for me now. Yeah. How many like grades of therapy do you have to go through to get there? <laughs> I and the way it was said with such ease of well, rooting for happiness. Uh, huh. I'm just still okay. And then my brain is like immediately like, but why? <laughs> I hope they suffer. (laughs) Or not even that, but it's like, you don't know the story. Why would you root for happiness there? What if they have like some karma at play? 
and you want to interrupt that that are you playing god wow this is actually i love you saying that because i probably like my midwest slash spent time in the south slash christian trauma upbringing i do feel responsible for wishing everyone well no matter what like i'm Mm -hmm. like everyone is redeemable everyone is like whatever and i do still believe that like i think that that helps me move through the world i think that's a beautiful thing yeah but i think i could do with a little bit of like there should be consequences there should be consequences for some actions like yeah unfortunately like consequences live in my veins like (laughs) i and i do that would be the sickest tattoo (laughs) i'm like wow that goes hard Unfortunately, I am a Capricorn. Uh, I had to reveal. Sorry, I didn't do it sooner. Um, and I do believe that it is like kind of my role in life. I don't have to like exact the karma. Sure. I do have to witness it. You have to you have to make sure that, that the loop was closed on that. Is that Yeah, kind of for it? some reason that is just kind of like my celestial <laughs> duty. Um I like I don't know when it started. I like clearly someone wronged me in my childhood and like it was not resolved and now forever yeah i need to make sure like there is balance in the world sure which that's probably my libra moon um there we go (laughs) libra season yeah yeah yeah. wow i'm giving i think that's why the strike was resolved (gasps) this makes sense it's literally the sign of like Balance. balance and the scales justice yeah wow i was like of course they came to like a resolution mm-hmm. actually wasn't surprised now am i really stressed out that i like let 146 days pass without working on anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> but now the urgency is back baby and i can get, there back we go. To You're gonna get so much done i'm thrilled i'm for gonna you. get so much done in a panic <laughs> it's my favorite way to write <laughs> tomorrow are the sats and so read the guidebook now <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah how do i fill in my name <laughs> Um, oh, I got to sign this whole statement in cursive? Okay, I'll figure out what an S looks like again. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So I, rooting for happiness, I think is what I aspire to. Sure. I have like glimmers of, okay, how I'm reacting to you is just like a reflection of me. And like, this has nothing to do. Like, we are all one. I... I should love you because that's a part of me that is unloved, whatever. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, but I've been punished when I've been wrong. So (laughs) where's yours? (laughs) Yes. Right. And like, of course, consequences are really important to living in society, right? Like not me being like, so I think prison's good. Okay. But (laughs) but here's what I think about a lot. It's like the shopping cart test or shopping cart theory. It's like, it's to, um, what is it? To see if uh, someone can be self-governing. Yes. Yes. Great. I was going to add so many more syllables and consonants. <laughs> self-governable. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Because it's like it's an action that truly doesn't have like a real consequence. Mm-hmm. If you just like leave your shopping cart. It's like rude. Yeah. I hope you can live with yourself. A little bit. Yep. But I'm rooting for happiness. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like. Okay, I think about that a lot where I'm just like, well, if there aren't any consequences, I'm not motivated. Like, I I don't I don't self-motivate by, like, the fear of consequences anymore. So, like, yeah. that's growth. But, like, I know so many, like, our whole world is built on, well, if you don't do this, then this. 
Right. But I think that's where, yeah, like if, if we could instead be built around empathy and understanding interconnectedness, like it's mm-hmm. not so much that you need to be punished, but it's more of like understanding your impact and rooting sure. for happiness <laughs> for the collective. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the, that's the goal. Sure. <laughs> I would love Seems to right. not live in a society of individuals. Absolutely. I, f- I think we got to move then. <laughs> this planet is not built for it no 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 certainly not not. right now though what was i i just read something and by read i mean watched a tiktok of course always and it was like whatever whatever like next big planet shift pluto is moving into something else aquarius yeah which is like kind of like the what we're watching now is the breakdown of like the systems because it's in Capricorn. Yes, and power and, so we, and hierarchy. So we are moving into like a time of community and like what works for all of us. So viva <laughs> la socialism. <laughs> I was like, can I sneak Flintstones into here? And I literally could not. Um, I think you did successfully and strongly. By saying viva? Yeah. Everybody knows that's a thing only the Flintstones say. (laughs) It's a perfect circle. (laughs) There we go. Do you want to bring in segment three? Yeah, let's do it. We can do a social cue card. It's where we'll each provide a situation, uh, Mm -hmm. either general or highly over-specific, where you're like, I think that's only ever happened to you, (laughs) um, that we kind of need like a social cue in like a formal sense for. Mm -hmm. Um, Like what you're maybe supposed to do. Or maybe next time, this is how you could respond to that thing in the future. If I get a do-over, what would be a graceful way to navigate that situation? Yeah. So recently, I have found there's like the the two different ways you can be like a conversationalist. Mm -hmm. You're either like the question asker or like you just answer, but you've given enough information to like ping pong. Sure. I have recently found myself get so stuck in the middle. I'm usually just like a responder. I'm like, here's a bunch of information. Send it back whenever you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll circle back. (laughs) Just like you you decide what you want to respond to. I've given you more than enough. You could argue like too much. And (laughs) I've just been doing Shakespearean (laughs) monologues. Um, (laughs) Yesterday, I was on a walk with friends and there was such a long gap of silence where I was like, I think we're all enjoying the walk. Yes. But did I miss a, t- a part where I should have asked a question? Yes. What was happening directly before? Do you remember? We were talking. About? Beats me. Once the words <laughs> once the words are out of, I think just like regular life shit. Um, okay. But it didn't feel like there was something heavy lingering in the air. No. But like, so like that segment of the conversation, that portion was over. Um, and we were just walking, but then I spent what should have been like, kind of like silent awe of like <laughs> my surroundings, be, like thinking like, oh, I should probably, I should probably like ask a question. Sure. What, what would I even ask a question? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much here. I'm obsessed with okay. this. Do you have a social cue card? <laughs> well, I need to, I'm like processing in real time because there's part of it that's like, how do I rest in the silence like how do I become comfortable with that so the cue is is like the absence of a cue Mm -hmm. right but then there's also I'm really enjoying this oh 
I don't know. How does that land? What do you think? That seems so obvious. <laughs> you said it. I almost never think. I almost never think to be present <laughs> is a real thing. I that feels so true. I almost like am never like here enough to be sure. like, oh, I can just comment on what's happening right now. Yes. Yes. I'm always like, okay, well, what if the silence goes on for a really uncomfortable amount of time? Yeah. Then what happens? <laughs> yep. Like forgetting that I have literally any agency. And it's like. Right. That you're like engaging in the here and now and yeah. you're not orchestrating and pulling the strings. Yeah. So in that way, I've been fucked up by instincts, no strings <laughs> attached. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I'll bring yeah. that in next week. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Just to comment, just to say, oh, I'm really enjoying this. I think we cut and print that one. That one feels. Yeah. That's like a perfect cue card that has so many applications. All right. I'm writing it down <laughs> because almost 99% of the time, if I say it, it is probably true. Yeah. I have a really hard time saying things that like, I don't believe. You know what this also invites? Like, once you say that, it invites the other people to then also be present. Because then they're mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, this moment is nice. And look at that little duck on the pond. I don't know where you were walking. It feels like Echo Park. Like We saw a, a family of coyotes. <gasps> and I was like, um, Gorgeous. is that good or bad? Like, right. It could be either. Cute from this distance. Dangerous if they move towards us. <laughs> yep. So... I really uh, need to learn what to do. We need a social cue card for coyotes because I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with that situation. Okay. The cue card is have big dog. <laughs> I think. <laughs> cue card is run them into a painted backdrop that looks like an infinite space in the desert. Okay. But that <laughs> felt like my whole drive to and from New Mexico. Gorgeous. Seeing like beautiful vistas that my brain could either only identify as scenery from the cars ride or yep. Looney Tune backdrops. And I was like, what? This is what happens when you put a child in front of a television for most of their life. When you see the like original inspo yeah. or the thing. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, I know this came first. Yes. I know this is the real thing that the other stuff is based on. And yet, <laughs> that is watching Animaniacs was the whole thing for me because they have so many sure. pop culture references that I had no idea what they were. And mm -hmm. then learning them later on, I'd be like, that's from Animaniacs. <laughs> that is the origin for me. They're like, no, that's a Rothko. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, that's Bill Clinton, who was your president. <laughs> You're like, but does he play sax like in Animaniacs? And they're like, okay, that part is true. <laughs> yeah. Great. I have all the info I need. Uh, stunning. Wow, I'm really enjoying this. I and even in you just saying it wow. now, I'm like brought back to this is nice. Like but, I'm like, wow, I've arrived. Yeah, and I meant it. <laughs> I wasn't just trying to use it as a manipulation of the conversation. Yeah. Okay, mm. great. I love that. That feels good. Okay, mine is that I need a social cue for is it is a let me start over. <laughs> <laughs> is it for right now? <laughs> And I'm like, just okay. slow down. Say what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you this before, but I really lie a lot to keep a conversation going. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it happens before I can slow down enough <laughs> to make it stop. I think that's so funny. Just a runaway train lie. It's just, yeah. 
So, okay, I was getting my haircut. We have the same hairdresser. Uh-huh. So unbelievably gorgeous in a way that dysregulates my nervous system. Incredibly Swedish yes. is what we talked about the last time I, I just yes. got a haircut. And I was like, I'm thinking about buying a Volvo because then you just go. <laughs> Great. Which is true. Uh, <laughs> um, smart. <laughs> yeah. So she knows I'm a therapist. We talked about before she had asked if I had seen couples therapy. Mm-hmm. The Showtime Showtime, show. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I literally for the past like three haircuts have said, no, I haven't seen it yet. I need to. It's hard for me to want to watch a therapy show after I get done doing therapy. I do my little spiel. Right. This time, I don't know what was happening, but I just felt like it had been too long. <laughs> they asked me once again, have you seen couples therapy? And I just said, yes, <laughs> so good. Uh, I knew where this was going, and I still think it's so funny. <laughs> Instantly, I'm panicking. Yeah, because I'm like, please don't let there be follow up questions. And, we're and there, of course, there yeah. are. Yeah, and so then, she, and she goes, "What was that one couple?" And I'm like, "Yes, that one couple." <laughs> it's like talking to a mom who's like, you know, the actor with the hair, and it's like, yeah, mom, I know the yeah, actor yeah, with the with hair, the hair yeah. and the yeah, uh, and they were in, um, the, in the movie that you saw, yeah. <laughs> But here's what I'm in this moment. Now I'm like, okay, this is good. They will get to it on their own. Like mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, that couple, who were they? Oh, the ones that do this. And then I can try and play off of that. Right. Doesn't happen. She's just like, you know, what, what were, what the, gives me no extra details okay, to bounce I would have been panicking because I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is a test now to make sure I watched it. Right. You're actually trying to make me fill in the blanks. And yep. the jig is up. You're testing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I failed mm-hmm. because all I did was just like, yes. But you know what? This would have been perfect for my rooting for happiness because I could have uh, just said, yes, rooting for happiness. Wow. For them. See, that's where I was okay. But so- I didn't have that. So scrap that. How, what do I do when I'm like caught in a lie? That's... Because I can tell it like hurt the connection. <laughs> I can tell we didn't quite recover uh-huh, from uh-huh. it. I feel like, yeah, in my brain, I'd be like, well, now I have to watch every single episode before my next haircut. And I be- did. Yeah. Oh, have you? <laughs> three episodes and this is truth. Okay. I have watched three episodes. You're doing now. the honor. <laughs> Boy Scout You're like, honor. And this is my truth. Um, <laughs> okay. Ugh. Yeah, I think the social cue card is like either oh actually i'm not sure i know exactly who you're talking about great or it's like oh i misheard you i haven't seen it (laughs) great i did have a moment where i was like is there something similar that i could say it i thought they had said oh i thought you were talking about the ultimatum because that feels like they should have couples therapy you know (laughs) okay brilliant that's absolutely it yeah you kind of like pull in a different show right and it's like what show isn't couples therapy my bad (laughs) gorgeous this is gorgeous yeah but here's that might be what the cue card says is that something i will think of in the moment probably not well now we will (laughs) yeah uh okay so the official cue card is i thought you said the ultimatum (laughs) social cue card number two 
I thought you said the ultimatum. And it's perfect in many settings. Yeah, I'm going to use that one probably way more than how I'm really enjoying this. You're not going to be able to, you're going to be like, shut up with how many times I say, I thought you said the ultimatum. My bad. I think we did good work here today. Yeah, I feel much more confident in whatever social interactions await me today. (laughs) So we close every episode with some words to live by. This is a phrase we come up on the spot to guide social situations moving forward. Yeah, nothing's ever made me more afraid. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be incredibly transparent. Like, so little of this is scripted. Like, yeah. just enough is scripted to, like, satiate and calm my nervous system. But then sure, sure, everything sure. else is, like, clearly ADHD. But to then be like, and then the closing hinges on something we will just come up with. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, that's something we should probably be writing. <laughs> I, I, This should be a grand finale that I actually feel really good about. Yeah, like, otherwise, this is what I'll be talking about next time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so I had a nightmare that you, I said these words in this order. And then that's the last anybody heard from me for a week. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll do it on the spot this time. But also, if you have one prepared, do no. it. I'll never know. No, no, no. I'm, I think it's good that it's on the spot. This is like a, a, a fear I should confront. And like, why do I feel like I deserve comfort? Oh, but the way I instantly <laughs> wanted to make you comfortable, I would yeah. like it, you were like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And that's your your empathy alert. <laughs> and that's my growth edge. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Words to live by in social situations. Should like, I ha- count you in? Or do you want to count me in? I can go first. Are you will or do you want to go first? Yeah, I have like such a smooth brain right now. <laughs> It'll be real fun to see what, what's happening. Okay, incredible. All right. Words to live by from Mare in three, two, one. Get on the road, even if there's lightning. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And this is a perfect proof of concept for that. Get on the road, even if there's lightning. Actually, brilliant. Yeah. I oh, wow! I'm I saw shocked. you read that. No, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes shifting back and forth, panicking. Uh, feels like very uh, usual suspects of uh, what is it? I can't even remember. It's like what's usual suspect? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the movie where he's like a con artist, and it's like probably they figure out at the end that it's like he saw things in like a room and pieced together like his story or something. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm I thought t- you said the ultimate. That really was good. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to count you down three to one. Okay. Okay. This is Nikki's words to live by in three, two, one. Sometimes you can just be present. <laughs> Gorgeous. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> Perfect. I think it's irresponsible for me to say, always be present. That's not for me to say. No. That. No, you cannot play God. We've, no. This is a huge thing. 
You can't play God unless it's a SAG contract. <laughs> and there we go. Wow. And there were even some more words to live by. Great. Um. Well, I really enjoyed those. Great. This is really nice. Look, yeah. at it's working. And again, truly, every time you say it, I feel so soothed. <laughs> Me too. One, because I have something to say. And two, because I mean it. <laughs> Do you good. know what a relief it is to know what you're about to say? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't ever possibly know. I'm usually like. I'm usually throwing darts blind and I'm like, there are a lot of people in here. <laughs> This could actually be catastrophic. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well we're going to stop now. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>